Money FM 89.3, best of prime time. You're with Money FM 89.3 and prime time. Bharati Jagdish and Timothy Go with you. Now, as Singapore's food industry embarks on a major transformation, the government is looking to groom digital champions and harness the power of data analytics and food technology. It's part of a broad strategy to innovate the sector, grow local talent and reduce its reliance on manpower. The transformation map includes an upcoming digital guide to help food companies adopt tech and tools for data protection and cyber security. It all sounds quite exciting, doesn't it, Tim? Yes, indeed. Uh, when I saw this news yesterday, I was very much looking forward to what the roadmap would look like for 2025. So let's get into it. Anjali Raman, the consumer correspondent from The Straits Times, joining us now on the phone lines. Anjali, how are you? Hi, I'm very well. Thank you. Thank you for having me. All right, Anjali, the, this industry transformation roadmap, uh, which was first introduced way back in 2016 in partnership with the industry, the unions and other government agencies. What is the reason for the new roadmap for 2025? Okay, for the context, the original industry transformation map, which was launched in 2016, um, it focused mainly on digitalization and technology so that you know companies could improve productivity and reduce their reliance and manpower. But the 2025 version focuses on things like innovation, expansion plans beyond Singapore, and you know, building a local talent pool for job roles, new job roles in the sector. As, as for the catalyst, I mean, the pandemic basically changed the way consumers behaved. And mm-hmm. subsequently, it had to change, companies had to change the way they did business as well. So the way consumers change, they, they want convenience now, so they are ordering more via food delivery platforms, for instance. So businesses had to, you know, start central kitchens to automate operations and reduce their reliance on manpower. We've also seen the emergence of things like ready-to-eat meals. So mm. this this industry transformation map, like, it helps businesses tap these emerging consumer trends, basically. The thing is, Anjali, one of the key focuses of the refreshed ITM is to help businesses catalyze innovation and drive new revenue streams. I believe they have been doing this to some extent already in the past two years. But Mm -hmm. what more can we expect, considering that consumer trends continue to evolve? Yeah, so consumer trends are moving towards things like convenience, health and wellness and sustainability. So on the new revenue streams front, we've already seen that happening, as you mentioned, with a shift to things like ready-to-eat meals. But on the sustainability front, I mean, that's also emerging as a trend. In fact, it's here to stay. So businesses have been encouraged to incorporate sustainability practices into the operating model. There's there's something called the um, Enterprise Sustainability Program, which will be rolled out to help guide, you know, food service companies, improve their green branding, and under the ITM, that will help them, that will support them in incorporating such sustainability practices in their operations, in things like food waste management. Mm-hmm. Yeah, any other things that jumped out of you uh, in terms of the sustainability management? I think uh, I, I, it'll be interesting to see how that pans out because I wouldn't want it to be like a cosmetic thing either. You mm-hmm. know, because now we, we, we do see a lot of F&B operators there using more sustainable materials for, for plating and utensils, exactly. for example. But beyond that, is there anything that was mentioned in this roadmap? I, I think it also comes down to, you know, if you have a manufacturing plant, right? It's also 
control like whether your manufacturing operations optimize and you're recycling the water and uh, uh, using energy efficient machines for instance yeah so the entire value chain essentially right mm-hmm. i understand that the other key thrust is growing homegrown regional brands supporting internationalization as well this sounds really exciting mm-hmm. what sort of support will these individuals get will these entities get yeah so as you know borders are reopening and it's made clear that businesses will basically get help to spread their wings and take the first step to go regional or international so um, enterprise singapore has said that there's a market accelerator program that will be rolled out in q3 of this year mm-hmm. to help companies make that foray and so there'll be things like network knowledge sharing or connect companies to potential partners in these countries and there's not too many details yet so i i don't have anything offhand but well. those who already have already expanded overseas will also get help to you know strengthen their in-market network mm. their insights to help improve business so in in particular like asia pacific is expected to be one of the large, largest markets for cloud kitchens so cloud kitchens are typically set up for the purpose of preparing food for only delivery and takeout so there's no uh-huh. dining so enterprise as you is by singapore is encouraging expansion via the setting up of cloud kitchens overseas for example and they'll help and and also companies with food retail products you know to help them increase their presence mm-hmm. um, and export set up partnerships with regional e-commerce platforms because those typically serve as a great like testbed before your physical outlets are set up right uh, we're speaking to Anjali Raguraman a consumer correspondent at the Straits Times about the roadmap for the food and beverage industry in Singapore for 2025 now one of the things that we are facing in the F&B business here and you did mention is labor so part of the roadmap is establishing a labor a pool of local uh, people mm-hmm. who can work in the FNB industry do you have any more details on how they are going to do this okay so the the labor crunch is very real and there's increasing competition for manpower across all sectors not just food services right so there's a large shift uh, towards strengthening the local core workforce because we've been so reliant on foreign workers especially at the lower skill level so the company the, the government is going to work with food service companies to you know implement talent development programs to develop to groom locals to take on jobs because there there's been a lot of new roles that have emerged mm-hmm. in the past few years so things like digital marketing specialists food technologists data analysts a food technologist for instance is someone with a food science background right. who develops and improves products through experimentation and they perform tests on ingredients and prototypes to ensure like you know that they fit the required food quality standards so all of these things have emerged and and, and there there is room to like build up this core even more but i mean it it'll, it's something that we have to see play out in the next few years whether that's enough mm. because of our of our heavy heavy reliance on foreign manpower Exactly and I think that firms are going to need a lot of support in terms of job redesign and also in mm-hmm. terms of paying their existing workers better you still mm-hmm. need waiters and you know people like that who mm-hmm. are down in the trenches the thing is though businesses are now under a lot of cost pressures right so what mm-hmm. sort of help are they going to get maybe in terms of grants and things like that in order to be able to make all of this happen ah uh, the, the grants like there there are several across the because these in the transformation map has like four main trusts and there are grants across each of them but in addressing what you mentioned in particular I I don't have any information on mm. that yet but I'm sure the, the problem the thing about the the road map is that it's a five year thing right mm-hmm. so we have to 
because there will, it'll be tweaked and modified along the way and grants will be announced along the way. This, yesterday's announcement was basically a big picture thing. So this, they, were, they were laying out the skeleton essentially for what's coming up in the next five years and the, the, the plans, yeah. Something we are uh, in the food and beverage industry, of course, looking forward to. Thank you very much, Anjali, for bringing us up to date uh, with the details, or whatever details we have in the big picture of this roadmap for the FMB industry for 2025. Anjali Raguraman is consumer correspondent at The Straits Times. You're listening to Primetime here with Timothy Go and Bharti Jagdish on Money FM 89.3. To listen to more great interviews, download our podcasts at moneyfm893.sg or download our audio app. That's A-W-E-D-I-O. Available on Google Play or the App Store.